Welcome to the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. I'm Allie. I'm Nick. And here we are in the library recording on kind of a rainy-ish. Yes. Would you sort of glum day? Yeah, blustery. I think is what Winnie it the Pooh. It is a little blustery. Call oh, it. That's yeah, a, a good Winnie the Pooh <laughs> call out there. Thank you. Only in New York, I guess. Yesterday, my son and I were out, and I got a sunburn. And today, oh it was goodness. it was forty degrees when I left my house. So, yeah, I, I can't keep track. It's been it's been all over the place for a solid four days. There, I was like, summer is upon us, <laughs> but it's gone. But it's gone. It's I'm gone. wearing jeans for the first time in about three weeks. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It's it's a little nice, actually. You know. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind a little. I don't mind a spring vibe. I don't want it to be cold. I also don't want it to be in the high eighties. So you know. Yeah. I feel like the whole winter, I'm like, oh, I'm so cold. It's so dark. <laughs> Spring comes and I'm like, this is the best yeah. time of my life. And then we hit summer and I'm like, oh, too I'm much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I get that. So on that uh, lovely note, <laughs> what have you been reading? What have I been reading? Well, let's see. Uh, I've, I've got quite a list here. Oh, I have to tell you, I have not had miso soup since our last episode, but I did have Japanese food. And ah, I thought of you in, okay. in our But Have You Tried experiment. I what had did a, you have? I had a nice sushi roll, but the roll itself was thinly sliced avocado. And ah. it was like like red cabbage and carrots and like cucumber and it was great it was really good that does sound good yeah so are, are they like cooked vegetables or were they like raw no they were just raw okay yeah so almost like a a spring roll kind yeah, of yeah kind of yeah it's really okay. fresh and i like that like it's just like a rice paper coating it kind of holding it all together mm-hmm. and it and it had a nice uh dipping sauce with it so nice. not miso but i still count it because i had japanese food since last time i think it counts okay for good sure. uh but yes let me tell you about what i've been reading gosh um i finished a bunch of stuff because we've had a nice long journey between bookshelves here i read mycroft homes by kareem abdul jabbar and anna waterhouse i think we talked a little bit about this off mm-hmm. mic but it's uh it's set when like Sherlock is young and Mycroft is just sort of starting in the government. And it was a pretty solid mystery overall. There's at least three of these books and I liked it enough to read more. Nice. Yeah. I know you like your Sherlock home offshoots. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's weird that I like am more into off into the offshoots than like the actual, like I enjoy Sherlock Holmes stories, yeah. but I feel like there's just something about the like, Ooh, we're putting a spin on it. That yeah. I'm like, yeah. Sort of expanding the universe. Yeah. yeah. My wife has read a bunch of the Conan Doyle stuff. I don't really think that I have. I've seen all of Star Trek The Next Generation, though, so I feel like... You, you know, a lot you of, understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> it's Poetry Month at our time of recording. It's April, and I read Me Moth by Amber McBride. This is a YA... It's a novel in verse, and uh, it was it was a journey, you know? It, was, uh, it didn't go where I was expecting it to go go and i finished it and was like geez do i need to reread that like it it was good Mm -hmm. i liked it quite a bit uh over on the house things feed malik and i uh, malika costa who's on staff here at the library just led a poetry workshop here at the library recently he and i do an annual poetry episode and this is one of the one of the works we're going to be focusing on so malik's reading it too so we're going to talk about it more over in that feed i read some graphic novels i read storm by greg pack are you an x-men fan have we talked about the x-men before um I haven't really gotten into the X Men. Okay. Not by like design. Yeah. Just it just hasn't it just okay. hasn't happened. Allie hasn't okay. Add that to the list. Got <laughs> it. Okay. This was really good. It followed Storm just by herself. It was like just a standalone thing. Like the X Men are in it, but it's her sort of doing her own thing. It's I wanna say eleven issues total. 
Uh, but it works really well. I, I liked it quite a bit. And then finally, I read Friends, Lovers, and The Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry. That sounds very dramatic. Yeah, it was. It ended up being pretty dramatic. Yeah, it was uh, It was really about his like lifelong struggle with addiction. And it mm. was, uh, yeah, it was not a happy book. It was interesting. Not necessarily happy, though. Mm. Uh, then I've got a, a list of current things that I'm like working through at the moment. But what have you finished since last okay. time? So finished since last time, which actually I was realizing as I was like, thinking about like okay you know what what have i been reading yeah i feel like i haven't finished as many things mm. and i blame that largely on the fact that it's been so nice and i just want to spend all my yeah. time outside i get i mean you're out looking at crayfish exactly and <laughs> picking oh, up trash fantastic what a, what a time yeah <laughs> my heart just does a happy little dance whenever i'm within 10 feet of a crayfish, of a crayfish. So. yeah because you, you had a pet crayfish. I Is had that? a pet crayfish, which I think we talked about this maybe on like the final episode. <laughs> I don't episode remember of what things. episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. My it's a whole saga of Allie and the crayfish. It's it's a pretty sad story. It is a sad story. So you can you can look at the house thing archives mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you if you want to hear that. That's right. SoundCloud.com slash all the books. <laughs> what a great shout out. <laughs> but so other than seeing crayfish, um, I did finish reading Gaudy Night by Dorothy L. Sayers. Okay. This is, I want to say, the fourth or fifth time that I've read it. Oh. It's so good. Wow. It's okay. so good. This is one that I was, like, reading this in my house, and Caleb's, like, going about his, like, yeah. you know, and, like, every so often, I just interrupt what he's doing to yell, this is such a good book. Yeah. I mean, I think I can count on one hand the books that I've reread, and only one of those books did I purposely, like, I am going to reread this book for myself. Like, the other ones, I've either read aloud to somebody no, that's it. It's that. I mm. was reading it with somebody else other than uh, Auntie Mame by Patrick Dennis. It's the only book I've okay. like, purposely reread. Alone. I don't reread a lot of books. I used to when I was like a kid. Yeah. But there's like certain books yeah. that I have reread quite a few times that yeah. I'll kind of keep coming back to. My son is, uh, <laughs> he he's a big rereader at the moment. And he finally is like gotten into the Wimpy Kid series, like uh, Jeff Kinney's Wimpy Kid mm-hmm. series. And there's a lot of them now. And so he's just kind of like made his way through. And then he's like going back through again. He's like listening to the audiobook. He's reading them out. And it's starting to give him like anxiety about what middle school is going to be like. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like maybe we take a break from yeah, uh, Wimpy Kid yeah, for a little bit. But good. Yeah. Yeah, and like I don't want to say that anxiety is justified, but like <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little understandable. It's a, yeah, it's a big transition, yeah, you know, different sure. building, multiple classes. Yeah, yeah. What a time to be. Okay, alive. so just crayfish in that one, huh? Crayfish and gaudy night. Okay. Which this is a uh, a mystery, kind of falling into the Lord Peter Whimsy series, but it more so follows Harriet Vane. I don't know anything about what you're saying. So tell me everything. Dorothy L. Sayers wrote this whole set of mysteries about Lord Peter, who's this like I, I, British I, I aristocrat. I know that name. Is there is there a reason outside of this series that I would know that name, or um, is it just because I know she you? She wrote also The Man Born to Be King, mm. and she wrote a couple of plays and like some nonfiction and did mm. some translating. Hmm. Okay, maybe I read some plays or something. That's I know. I, I know. I can I know see you reading name. a play by her. Okay, I can right. imagine. Maybe, that well, happening. let's say that's it. Let's let's lock okay. that in. That's our head canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's this British aristocrat who kind of solves murder mysteries as okay. sort of a hobby. Okay. Um, and in one of them, he encounters a woman, Harriet Vane, who was okay. accused of murder. And she's also a mystery author. Yeah. And this book, Gaudy Night, is more so from her perspective as she's solving a series of like vandalisms and anonymous okay. letters at Oxford at her old women's college. Okay. And it's just so delightful. It's a perfect springtime book. It just has that sort of like 
it's getting warmer and you can okay. do things outside right. feel to it somehow yeah so my I wife's been planting it. so many things so this would be the perfect book for her because Absolutely. she's like it's it's upon us have you read any of reese bowen's royal spinous mysteries have you ever i don't think you so. heard of that okay there uh, we did one for well, we did, we've done a couple for a book club over the years but it's about this character who is like a a, a low level royal you know mm-hmm. like she's technically in the royal family but doesn't have a whole lot of standing and everything right so she's sort of like on the fringe of it and she goes and solves like upper crusty murders that's kind of fun so you know you, you might be able to get into that it is uh it has more of a cozy mystery vibe okay than what i think you're talking about but still you know upper crusty mysteries being solved you might like it Sometimes when I try and read Cozy Mysteries, I'm like, this is going to be a great time. Yeah. And then I get like two pages and then I'm like, the writing is killing me. I yeah, can't do it. Yeah, I know. I know. I definitely have had that experience. I've read a million of the Murder, She Wrote books and I always mm-hmm. like those. But we did, well, you and I together, we did a, a, a Coffee mm-hmm. and Cozy's Mystery Book Club where we read a couple and they were just bad. Remember that ice cream book we read? I don't, I don't think was. I read that one, but I remember... The pepperoni pizza one. That's it. There you, were yes. several times. The pepper, yeah, Chris Cavender, pepperoni pizza yes. can be murder. Yes. And like editing is not what makes writing good, but like <laughs> it is kind of part of it. Yes. And there were so many times when the characters' names were just spelled differently throughout oh. the book. Yeah. Like I, on the I back cover, Greg was spelled with two G's on yeah. the end, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that's not a boost of confidence it's not a boost when you of can't confidence. get the that's really what it correct. is like yeah yeah that kind of thing doesn't necessarily indicate quality or not in yeah. terms of like the writing but it does raise some flags yes i agree uh what's on your current list though? okay so currently i'm reading miss metal and ash which is the sequel to ink iron and glass which okay we talked okay. about on the last book yes show. fantasy right yes okay is this the one you tried to do audiobook and it was Irritating. I did do it as an audiobook. I was irritated at first and I pushed through. Oh, you did? I you think persevered. by virtue of okay. just constantly knitting the whole time. Uh, I think that's what got <laughs> yes. me through. Yep, this one I've it. been having a little bit of a harder time getting into, probably because I haven't been like exclusively listening to it while I'm knitting. And yeah. I think it just needs to be like my knitting audiobook. Oh, okay. It's not good enough to be a non knitting audiobook, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But I'm about to finish How to Do Nothing, which we also talked about mm-hmm. a little last time. Yeah. So last time you said you were not in the book deeply enough to be. Uh, incorporating the principles into your life do you now know how to do nothing or are you still waiting to finish it before you start i'm, I'm getting there i feel like a lot of it has been more theoretical okay. than like here's specific actionable steps i see i see all right and on the one hand i'm like i'm a very much i like my actionable steps and my plans kind of person sure but i have found the book very interesting in terms of the theory and ideas that it's okay. talked about so I always pick, like, I have a bunch on my desk right now about, like, decluttering, like, mm-hmm. having fewer things and everything. Because we moved, um, it's like, a year and a half ago now, and we still have a bunch of stuff in boxes. And it's just one of those things where, like, I probably could just, like, push it all into a landfill. But I would never do that because of the environment. But I probably could <laughs> and not, like, be like, where's that thing? Right. But I just can't bring myself to do it. Have you, you know? have you read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up? No. Marie Kondo? No. I think that that might be the one you Yeah. Want. Okay, well, maybe I, I will. I'm like a chronically messy and quasi hoarder kind of person. Oh, I've person. seen your office, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, just imagine how my house is. Okay, yeah, <laughs> if that's yeah. my office. Uh-huh. 
Actually, my office could be worse, to be honest. But <laughs> Well, you have a roommate, so. Yes. But I feel like she, the book is a little bit like whimsical and has some things about like, oh, you know, you should fold your socks this way because the only time they get to rest is when they're in the drawer and they Aww. need to be not getting stretched out. True. Which like sounds so like absurd, but is also so endearing. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I shouldn't stretch Let out my rest. poor socks. Let them rest. So, but I feel like she... Not only does she kind of present like a here's the order you want to do things because it'll be easiest in this yeah. order, but I also feel like she provides a lot of good like you can like you don't need to feel bad about getting rid of things. You can oh, be like this was helpful for a yeah. while mm-hmm. and now I can let it go mm-hmm. with kind of appreciation. And I found that really helpful because I do feel like a lot of the reason I struggle to get rid of things is I'm like, but I should want to keep mm-hmm. you. Yep, that's where I am. Well, I uh, I wasn't going to bring this one up, but since you talked about an irritating audiobook, I'm currently in the middle of an irritating oh audiobook. No. We are doing uh, for for our because st- May the Fourth is coming up, so we're doing right. a Star Wars Day book club. We're reading this one called The Princess and the Scoundrel uh, by Beth Revis, and it is so annoying. Oh like no. the book itself is annoying. It feels like Han and Leia have this wedding, and like they go on a honeymoon, and it just feels so fan fictiony, mm. not in a fun way. Just mm. like. It feels weird. Like, let's throw a wedding for Han and Leia. It's not good. The audiobook is split between a Han chapter and a Leia chapter. I mean, that's how the book is set up. Right. But there was a different reader in the audiobook. And the Leia reader, I'm pretty okay with. The Han reader, his Harrison Ford voice sounds like Walter Matthau. And it's just... It's grating. And then not a lot is happening in the book. So it's just, I'm, I, I checked out the physical book because like I can get through this faster than I can listen to right. it. And I need to be done. Do you ever do the like putting it on like times two speed or whatever? <laughs> That's how I live my life. Okay. okay. I usually like, I'll, I'll inch up to like 1.25 and then after a while I'll be like 1.5 and then I'm like <laughs> 1.75. Yo, yeah. Yeah, I can't jump right to two, but if right. I sort of gradually, gradually increase, the more my impatience grows. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I that's usually do don't just because I'm like, I need to appreciate the artistry yeah. of the reading. I don't feel that way about The Princess and the Scoundrel, but, but I understand the, the concept. It's like if yeah. I'm annoyed at an audiobook, but I'm like, I just need to yep. get through, that's when I'll, that's when I'll speed I it w- up. I would probably have jumped ship on this one if it wasn't for a book club that we're doing. That makes sense. I'm not having a good time. But I am having a good time with Grudge Match by Mike Lupica. This is a Sonny Randall book. Uh, Mike Lupica picked up the series after uh, Robert B. Parker passed away. And it's good. It feels uh, feels old school. So nice. A lot of the Robert Parker characters are, they, they interact sort of vaguely, like, a character from the Spencer books is the therapist of Sonny Randall. And like Sonny Randall used to have a relationship with Jesse Stone, which is a different series. And so there's always little like nods to the series. I am farther in Sonny Randall than I am in Jesse Stone. And I got a Jesse Stone spoiler. Oh no. Yep. Yep. I knew what I was getting into, Allie. I, I knew when I started on this road, I knew that was a danger. You were but prepared. You've never read a Sonny Randall book or Robert Parker not. or anything like that. I need a list to start writing down all the things that pop into my mind is the thing we should do. I really do. Uh, I'm listening to a good audiobook, and that's Becoming by Michelle Obama. Have you oh, read nice. that? I haven't. I've seen it everywhere, yeah. but I haven't read it. No, I um, I listened to... No, I didn't. I read Promised Land, uh, Barack Obama's book, when that came out. And the Director's Advisory Council does this uh, every other month book club, and they're doing Michelle Obama's new book. I don't remember what that one's called, but she has I a new know, one out. And so I was going to do the book club, and I was like, well, I haven't read Becoming, so I should do that. And mm-hmm. so, But I'm actually I'm liking it quite a bit. So I'm glad I picked it up. 
I feel like that one is so interesting just from a title perspective because every time I see the book, I know that it's Becoming by Michelle Obama, but it's also kind of like Becoming Michelle Obama. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or it not, but be. it's kind of cool. Probably. Yeah. She's got an interesting life. Like it's really, I, I'm, I'm really liking it quite a bit. <laughs> and then finally, I'm going to, I know the answer to this question, Allie, but do you have any feelings on Hawkman? DC Comics character Hawkman. Uh, you know, I don't think I do. Not at all. Okay. Have you ever seen Hawkman and anything? Did you see Black Adam? I didn't. So he's in Black Adam and he's super cool. Aldous Hodge plays him. He's really cool. This is like a 2018 Hawkman series that I never read. And I was reading, I don't remember what it was, but it, it was some other DC comic thing and it referenced events from this Hawkman series. And I was like, oh, I should just read that. But I really like it. Okay. Hawkman's whole thing is that he and, and Shaira or Hawkwoman are like reincarnated since, you know, however long. Right. Uh, and this book is exploring him like intersecting with past lives and everything. And it's just atypical. And I, huh. I like it. It's interesting. That does sound kind of cool. Yeah. I have to ask though. Okay. So like is Hawkeye an off-brand Hawkman or is Hawkman mm -hmm. an off-brand Hawkeye no. or is there just no, There's no, no, no similarity? No similarities. No, because Hawkeye is a Marvel character who's an archer. Right. As you know, Hawkman is like has giant hawk wings. Oh, okay. Yes. That's a very different take on yes. the hawk premise. And yeah, it is. And certain, uh, depending on like which iteration of Hawkman, sometimes he's like an alien cop from oh. Thanagar. And other times he's like a human archaeologist. And this book is kind of wrapping all of that together and like cool. kind of using past lives and things. So, yeah. If anything, Hawkeye is a ripoff Green Arrow. If, okay. if you want to know the connections there. Yeah, that's what I would say. Any graphic novels on your list? Um, I did just kind of like binge read a Juve graphic. Sometimes this happens that I'll okay. just be like shelving over there and I'll see one and I'll be like, oh, this looks interesting. <laughs> and so I read clash which is um mm. there's like a whole series of these one it. word titles that i feel like usually start with c oh, okay um but it's by kayla miller okay and i read one of the ones that she wrote before which i think is about when all of the main character goes to camp but this one is about her like having a new kid in her school who she mm -hmm. just really doesn't get along with i don't know it was just kind of fun to see her dealing with that in like all in all a pretty responsible way i felt like um, which is always, you know, yeah. satisfying yeah. to see. But it was a quick and pretty fun read, I'd okay. say. Nice. Shall we move on to what we are watching? <gasps> Let's are do it. Are we ready? Let's do it. You want to do movies or TV first? Uh, I only have one of each, so <laughs> it's your preference. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm still watching Picard and the Mandalorian. Of course. So I guess I have As more than one I. of each. Yes. But and I'm, I am warming to Picard. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. There's one more episode left at our time of recording. So yeah. And then it's, uh, then it's all over. I feel like there's a lot to wrap up. Yeah. It's true. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. I don't know if it's like extra long or anything like that, but um, let's talk movies because I saw some movies in theaters. I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie with my son, who's a b big into Mario lately, and so he's very excited to see it. Uh, he liked it more than I did, but I was pretty disappointed. Yeah. I just, I, the voice cast I thought was really lazy. It's like Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are Mario and Luigi, which right away is weird to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach and uh, Jack Black as Bowser, which was fun. But the movie just, like, it sets up this premise where, like, the Mario brothers are in, like, the real world and they get sucked into, like, the Mushroom Kingdom and, like, that alternate world. Huh. And so there's a lot of time wasted on, like, where am I? What is this? And it's just, uh -huh. like, nobody wants to see that. That's kind of annoying. Just, you know, let them jump on stuff and <laughs> punch <laughs> question boxes and stuff. So it was just kind of a drag. And 
uh, yeah, I was ready to leave. I wasn't. I feel like that's a kind of weirdly stacked voice cast, though. It is. It is, but it's like it could have been anybody. Like, mm-hmm. outside of Jack Black, I, nobody was really doing anything with it. Right. So, mm, I don't know. Hard. I mean, Jack Black was definitely, like, chewing scenery, which is, like, what you do in that role. But the rest of them, yeah. I mean, it could have been a no-name cast, and I don't think you would have felt a difference. Huh. So, yeah. I mean, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was fun. Okay, so, okay. you know. But yeah, I just didn't really, uh, I didn't really dig it. I also saw Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Do you got any feelings on Shazam? I don't really. I've always liked Shazam. And do you know anything about Shazam? Uh, Captain Marvel, as he used to be called. I'm going to go with maybe. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to give you a pocket history of Captain Marvel. Okay, okay. Okay. So Captain Marvel was originally from Fawcett Comics, which was a separate thing from DC and Marvel. And it was really successful, like a very successful comic. And it spanned like Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. and was a whole thing. But DC Comics was like, that's too similar to Superman. And it was at a time when there was no superheroes. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, let's see. He's got red in his costume, black hair, and can fly. Yeah, too similar. And so Fawcett couldn't publish Captain Marvel anymore, even though it was like the height of popularity. So it just didn't get published for a long time, like decades. And then DC bought the rights to Captain Marvel. Only by that time, Marvel Comics was established, so they couldn't call him Captain Marvel anymore. Right. So they call him Shazam, or the cover was Shazam, and in the book they call him Captain Marvel. But what they did was, in the story, they made it so that the villain, Savannah, took the whole world of Captain Marvel and froze it in time, and then it sort of like unthawed in the 70s. And so the rest of the DC universe is like modern and captain marvel has this weird like 1950s sheen that it would kind of keep and so it was always this like quirky little thing that's kind of fun it is fun yeah i mean the fact that they kind of wrote in these legal battles so that it wasn't like so what have you been doing since 1955 you know yeah (laughs) so cool so uh, they're always quirky and they're always weird and i was excited about the movies i don't love zach levy's portrayal of shazam because i think he's he just plays it too stupid Mm. you know and like, especially the kid who's playing Billy is like cool and interesting. And then Zach Levy shows up and is like, oh, I'm Shazam. I don't, mm. I don't like it. But Fury of the Gods was actually a pretty decent movie nice. overall. Nice. I felt like, yeah, I had super low expectations. But I think of like this sort of loose trilogy of Shazam, Black Adam, and then Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I would probably rank it Black Adam, Fury of the Gods, and then original Shazam. Okay. Do you think you'll ever see these movies? Possibly. Okay. All it right. could happen. Maybe one of these days. Maybe yeah. one of these days. You never know. Then I rewatched the first two Creed movies because I'm going to see Creed 3. Huh. How do you feel about Rocky? Not a lot of feelings. <laughs> no feelings. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I think Rocky 1 is like a great movie. And I, okay. I always have a good time with this series. So looking forward to number three. This will be the first one that doesn't have Sylvester Stallone or Rocky Balboa in it at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to be all right. Because he was... Stallone was a big part of Creed 1 and Creed 2. Like, not the primary character, but a major role. So right. I don't I don't know how that's going to work, but I don't know. What's the one movie you saw? The one movie I saw. I'm ready. Dungeons & Dragons, Honor of One Oh, Thieves. okay. All right. And? I thought it was really good. Yeah? Yeah, I okay. enjoyed it. So is this your opinion as just like a regular old person or as like a and d expert? I think probably both. As both. Okay. Yeah. It. I feel like... They did a good job of having it be like pretty much just a fantasy story yeah. movie. Yeah, I love that Chris like Pine. Anyone could watch. Absolutely. Yeah. But also like 
if you're in the know about D&D, you're like, oh, that's that spell. Yeah. Or like, oh, this thing has happened. You know, like, okay. that's okay. totally a thing a D&D party would do. That's a hard line to walk, to have all sorts of Easter eggs that work for fans that don't alienate people who don't know anything. Right. But yeah. they did it? You're saying... I mean, I haven't watched it as a person who knows nothing uh, about D&D, okay. but I think it would work fine. It seems like the reviews have been pretty positive overall and that it kind of works for everybody. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's definitely on my list. It's it's one that I want to see. I think you would like it. Okay. Yeah. Is it funny? Like, I think it's it, somewhat funny. Yeah? Like okay. Chris Pine's character, who I guess is sort of the main character, is like not great at things <laughs> and like... I'm sold. <laughs> kind of like cynical and has just like messed up okay. a lot. Okay. And so there's a certain amount of him just kind of being like, well, that I feel like is innately humorous. Okay. So... All right. Yeah. All I right. Think, I think it's funny. And it has a really <laughs> cool druid character... Which I'm here for because Druid okay. is my favorite class. Okay. Is that like, is that your character? Do you have a character that's Druid? I do have a character you that's do. Druid. Okay. My primary character. Do you want to tell us all about your character? My character's name is Ariadne, which I totally plagiarized from a Greek myth. Okay. And she's a circle of the shepherd Druid, which basically means she has a ton of animal friends yeah. that do her bidding. Okay. She's kind of like a, a Disney princess. All right. All right. Wonder but Woman can do that. She's Wonder blue. Woman can talk to animals. So that's fair it's so pretty cool she's ba- wonder woman also basically a disney princess all right speaking of speaking of strange disney princesses yes i had a realization when we were watching one of the most recent mandalorian episodes okay bo-katan is a princess i guess so and star wars is disney now yes so is bo-katan a disney princess i, I, I was thinking the same thing about leia the other day i, I mean, think I leia i think people have been like yeah leia is a disney princess a Disney princess. so i feel like bo-katan mm. must also be mm. I don't know how she'd feel about that. I don't know. I kind of love it, though. Do you? Okay. Well, then I say Bring if, some, if, it, if you know. it brings you joy, then yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then I say yes. Yep. Yep. I am I am digging The Mandalorian. I don't know how many episodes we have to go left, but I've heard some sort of like, I don't know, differing opinions on The Mandalorian. Like, it's not enough about just him and, and yeah. all of that, but I'm liking it. I'm liking the expansion of the story and everything. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any complaints. I'm really enjoying this season as well. Yeah. And- yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't understand why you would complain about about expanding the story, but that's yeah. just my <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're bringing in more cool characters and things. Why yeah. is that a problem? Yeah. I've been. Uh, I'm, my list is very superhero heavy. I see that now, and in fact, I cut it. <laughs> I cut it down. I read so many more graphic novels. <laughs> you, you don't even know. Uh, but the shows I've been watching. I mean, there's things that are always kind of in the mix, like Ted Lasso and Ghosts and all that. But um, the things that I've been like, that's been sort of appointment TV for me lately, are the CW superhero shows. The only two that are left, Superman and Lois, which is great. And there's a new one called Gotham Knights, which I did not want to see. Oh. Have we talked about this at all? I don't think so. I don't think we have. It's a confusing thing because uh, at the same time, uh, Warner Brothers put out like a game called Gotham Knights that is all about like Batman is gone and now like the rest of the team has to fight crime. Okay. And then there's this show on the CW also called Gotham Knights dealing with the aftermath of the death of Batman while the other team, but they're not connected in any way. Huh, that's kind of weird. So, like, if you search for them, like, on Twitter or Instagram or, like, whatever, you get both of them, and it's, like, there seems to be no attempt to sort of, like, I don't know, Unify. make that work in some way, but... Because it sounds like they have somewhat similar... They do. ...premises. Yes. So... They're focusing on different characters, but it just kind of seems like there's a way to... I don't know, like, with yeah. DLCs and everything, like, I don't know why the Gotham Knights game doesn't let you pull in some of the characters from the show and, like, do cross-promotion mm. stuff weird unfortunately haven't played the game 
but the show is about uh, Bruce Wayne is killed, his adopted son is set to inherit like the Wayne fortune, and then is framed for murder. So oh he's, dear. Yeah. So he has to kind of team up with some characters who were introduced in the Scott Snyder Batman run, which was like a big deal like 10 years ago. Them, the Joker's daughter, Carrie Kelly, who is the Robin in like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns. And are you familiar with those at all? Um, you, you would hate them, but like, do you know that Frank Miller world yes yes okay so the carrie kelly version of robin is there and it's it's basically them just kind of being fugitives and trying to solve the murder and then they have stephanie brown who's spoiler in the comics and was robin temporarily i've lost us so many listeners i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) but it's it's a cool balance of like a mystery and intrigue and like their relationships are good and i feel like this show is going to get canceled very quickly but i'm Mm -hmm. just enjoying the ride while it's happening I feel like ones like that that are kind of like, oh, it's like a superhero cast, but then it's kind of mystery-ish yeah. or something like that yeah. that's a little bit of like a genre mix can yeah. be really fun. Yeah, I could see I could see you liking the show. You don't really have to come. Like there's a lot of things that if you know, then it's like, oh, that's a reference to this or that's a reference mm-hmm. to this. And it it's hidden a lot of things like that in there. So, you know, I think if you do know those things, it's fun. But otherwise, like you could just enjoy a fun like mm-hmm. teen mystery. So you might like it. You can watch it free on the CW app. Oh, that's not good a to paid, know. Not a paid endorsement, just a fact. Just a fact. Just a fact. You can. <laughs> What's your one show? My one show, I'm re-watching Wednesday with a couple of my friends. Oh, okay. Which, like, it wasn't that long ago that Caleb and I watched it, but my one friend was like, oh, I haven't seen this. And I was like, well, wouldn't it be a shame if we all had to watch yeah. it again? Yeah. So, and I am enjoying it just as much, if okay. not more, the second time all around. Because right. you can, like, look for clues that yeah, you didn't notice the for first sure. time. Yeah. This is still on my list. I, I watched, because I just did a production of the Adams Family musical right mm-hmm. when that was coming out. And I was like, oh, Adams Family. And I watched the first episode and I liked it. And I always intended to go back and I just haven't yet. Sometimes that just happens. Yeah. Life gets in the way. Yeah. But I, 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 I do think you would like it. Do you? It's okay. a lot of fun. All right. Are you, uh, are you ready to dive into the world of the Goonies? Have you planned out when you're going to watch it? I'm thinking it, it might be it might be this weekend. Okay. We'll see. All right. So I am looking forward to it, though. Okay. I think it'll be fun. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on pins and needles about this one. Because I, I think I could accurately guess how you were going to respond to Elvis. But this one, I have no idea. I really don't have any idea either. I'm I'm optimistic that you'll see his <laughs> charm. That's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm going to try to read the novelization and I'm going to rewatch it. And I think I'm going to uh, get my son to watch it with me. He's eight. Nice. Which was about the age when I was renting it from Blockbuster every time I went to my friend's house. So we'll see. We'll okay. see how well it translates. Okay. But... I feel like sometimes, like, I'll try and show my younger brother something that I loved as a kid, and they'll be like, meh. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if it just didn't age well, or, like, some kind of generational thing doesn't cross over, or Mm -hmm. what, but sometimes it works really well, and sometimes it's like, well, that was, we did that. Yeah. There was a show when I was a kid called Hey Dude, which was on Nickelodeon, and it was, like, Nickelodeon's first live-action show, and it was about these teens who were just, like working at a dude ranch for the summer you know okay and i loved it like it was just like i had to watch every episode uh-huh. like i was so invested in like oh are, are, are brad are they gonna get together you know uh-huh. what i mean like it's yes. a whole thing of course and it's on paramount plus now and i heard i like listened to a podcast thing that referenced it and i was like oh so i showed my son hey dude and he was kind of like yeah whatever and i think a lot of it is just like things like production values and pacing mm, and everything yeah. it's just like kids milling around to dude ranch is not super exciting anymore right you know so it's funny how that kind of stuff seems so so engaging now is kind of like can we speed this up a mm-hmm. little bit so yeah, yeah 
it's always a danger. That's for sure. But I think Goonies is going to hold up. That's my prediction. All right. Well, we'll be back in two weeks yes. to talk about the Goonies, whether it holds up, whether <laughs> I like it, whether Stranger Things has perfectly primed me yes, to watch it. Fingers crossed. The stuff we're talking about today will be on our actual physical, but have you tried bookshelf? Old school. I love it. I know. It's yeah. So it's, it's analog. Yes. You can come to the library. And find the things we've been talking about. And fun fact, Allie had to print out more copies of her miso soup recipe because they kept vanishing. Just flying off the shelf. That's right. Yeah. So there are fresh miso soup recipes there if you need them. Yes. And there will be some of the stuff we talked about today. Absolutely. And you can, of course, get the Goonies if you want to watch it along with us. That's right. And tune back in to hear what we think. Absolutely. What I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We tweets. know what I think. We I know love what it. you think. I that, love that's it. why we're here. But I will say I haven't watched it in a long time. So it'll be interesting to watch it again hopefully now. you still like it just yeah as much. i mean i like 20 years or something but five to ten at okay. least so i don't know yeah so if you're a fan of goonies or if you hate the goonies i guess <laughs> you could tell us on social media it's david a how public library or da how library on twitter or you can find us on the but have you tried tumblr as well yes send which us I am your keeping thoughts updated good for you thank you okay thank you. remember to rate and subscribe and share the podcast especially while it's just starting out that's super helpful to uh especially those ratings i feel like if there's a rating on there people are more likely to see it so get to it. All right, Allie. I'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye.